stories, big guests, the big picture. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge. Weekdays 1230 to 3, 770 CHQR. Welcome back. Finance Minister coming up just after 11. Some time for your calls and your text here. This one uh, says, Rob, I worry about any government cutting spending in Alberta. Anytime they try, people, unions go berserk. We've created such a pampered society, it's political suicide to cut anything. Yeah, you know, and you could argue that. I'm, mean, You know, there were those on the left who would, would flip that around and say, I worry about any government raising taxes. Anytime they try, right-wingers go berserk. So there, there's a conversation to be had. What, what does Alberta's focus need to be? You know, because all of these choices have consequences. You know, raising taxes has consequences, cutting spending has consequences. But where, where is Alberta out of whack? And, and I think reasonable arguments can be made on, on both sides. So let's, let's have that conversation, because I don't know that, that what we're doing now is the answer, to just try to have it both ways, right? Anyway, let's get back to the phones here. Uh, you can reach us in Calgary, 403-974-8255, in Edmonton, 780-496-0063. And uh, let's start with Chad. Chad, welcome to the program. Hey, Rob, how are you? Hey, Chad, doing good, thanks. Hey, so I uh, was like to listen to your last guest there, and uh, I think you made some good points. You know, if you look federally or provincially, it's just uh, the increase of debt is, is tenfold, and that's prior to this COVID bit. I mean, you look at the, how they want to measure things over the last decade and a half or so is debt-to-GDP ratio. The problem is GDP shrinks, and now the debt's higher. And, I mean, if you look at federally, we, we spend $20 billion less a year on our military than we are actually agreed to do so to our partners. So I have no clue where that money would come from. Um, I think there's places money can be saved. You were touching on where does the money come from. You know, at a federal level, health care, um, when's the last time they modernized that? 40 years ago? Because anytime it's mentioned in a campaign, you have the NDP or the Liberals throw out, oh, oh, he wants to go to a two-tier medical system, which we already have in this country. And then provincially, I mean, I, I get really tired of, and I know it's an Edmonton show, we might have more left-leaners up there, but at the end of the day, how could you say, where's the money going to come from? Let's look right on paper. We don't need taxes. Right on paper, our healthcare spending is more than British Columbia. Our education spending is more than British Columbia. Yet their cost of living is about 10 times higher in British Columbia just to purchase a home. So I think that the, the unions and the far left need to stop fighting and say, why does a teacher need to make $22,000 a year more in Alberta than they do in Kelowna or Vancouver or Penticton or Nelson? where their house is going to cost them $700,000 if it's in the coast. I mean, you're probably in the millions, right? So I think it's the money could be saved in a lot of places. The problem is once you give that money out, nobody wants to lose any money. I don't want to. You don't want to. They don't want to. I get that. But it seems these unions sure have a lot of money to paint the government in a bad light. And I'm not sticking up for the UCP. I mean, I voted for them, but they've made blunders. 
and I like what you touched on with your 10% PST, lower corporate taxes, and, and make that threshold different. But I agree with you. I think that would be a very tricky sell because you know the NDP would slam that every day, right? Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm sure they would, Chad. Absolutely. Appreciate the phone call. You know, look, the point about BC is true, right? BC spends less per capita than we do. So why is that? And why, why couldn't we spend at that level? So I, I, I think, you know, uh, those on the left who oppose spending cuts need to answer that question. But I, I think they would raise the point, too, that BC has much higher taxes than we do. You know, BC, uh, their economy has done well. Their empl- unemployment is, is lower. So why is that? And so I, I think those on the right need to have a good answer for why BC manages to, to function with, with higher taxes. Now, I, I don't think our taxes should be increased. I, I do think we have an advantage here. But I don't know that our tax mix is as ideal as it needs to be. And, and I think too often, you know, governments have been able to avoid the conversation because uh, royalty revenues have, have bailed us out or made governments look smarter than they actually are. So that's something else we need to figure out. Are we going to continue to rely on those resources? Or should uh, those go into to this uh, Heritage Savings Fund? You know, years when they're $2 billion, years when they're $10 billion, or somewhere in between. Uh, let's get back to the phone zone. In the meantime, this is uh, Tom. Tom, go ahead. Hello. Hi, Tom. Hi, Rob. Can you hear yeah. me? I can. Go ahead. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Uh, yeah, Rob, uh, I have two points to make. First of all, uh, Ralph Klein left behind the law about bonds budgets, and it was uh, silently taken off the books because it's, it wasn't protected by a referendum. So it will again happen in the future if you have one. But my main point is we are worrying about nickels and dimes here. And, uh, you know, independent Alberta would save up to $40 billion a year. Now we worry about 18. And uh, I think it's time to end the colony. We don't have to pay for our, for, we don't have to pay rent to live in our province. You know, let's make it a republic and uh, let's uh, tell Eastern Canada to earn their own living. That's my point. All right, Tom, appreciate that. Uh, let's get back to the phones here. This is Mark. Mark, go ahead. Yeah, Rob, I, the, the problem I have actually kind of echoes what that last uh, caller said. I think any talks of, any talks of raising taxes to balance their budget, you, you look at it and you go, well, for what? I mean, and, and, and I'm not arguing not to be responsible. I, absolutely. I personally believe in, in uh, you know, ask not what your country can do for you, but what you can do for your country. The problem is, is that when you have leaders who don't lead by example, they say, do what I say, don't do what I do. Uh, I think a lot of people have quite honestly become completely, um, they just don't believe the messenger anymore. The messenger says, you know, tighten, tighten your, uh, your, your belt buckle, you know, you buckle down, we're going into a storm, and then they spend like a drunken sailor, and they go, oh, what we're, you know, our country is in debt. Uh, we give so much to this country, and the problem is we get so little in return. And I, I, I'd say, yeah, we can, we can get a PST and, and balance our budget. But for what? For the federal government to come by and say, well, hell, you guys are doing so well. <laughs> you can give more. 
I mean, what do you mean get more? Point, Where, like, well, I'm talking, Ottawa, about, I'm talking, I'm talking about federal taxation. I'm talking about right. what all of us Albertans pay federally in our in our income tax. Yeah, but we pay the same rates we, as all we, other Canadians. So what do you mean that, that we're, Ottawa we're could come paying, in and yes, take more from yes, Alberta? We're paying, absolutely, we're paying the same rate. However, right. we make more per person than, in essence, anywhere else in Canada. And because of that they keep more of that money. Now, at some point in time, we have to, we have to say to ourselves as a, as a province, why in the hell am I subsidizing somewhere else that, uh, that does not have these fiscal problems? And they don't have these fiscal problems because they're paying their public sector workers significantly less money. And yet we, we go, well, we need to prop up their services. Their services don't cost as much money, but we somehow need to prop up their services and get their services to our level. And you're looking at it and you're like, I, I just, I can't, I can't keep, uh, you can't keep beating your head against the wall and saying, you know, well, hell, let's, let's pay more. Let's pay more. Why not pay more? Pay more. Let's get ourselves fiscally in order. Why would I do that? I mean, you've got it. You've got, you say, oh, Justin Trudeau, you know, he's, he sat there and he, he paid for TMX. Yeah, he paid for TMX with our money. I mean, it, it's not hard to give back uh, $10 on 100 It's pretty easy. Rob, let's, let's go to lunch, Rob. Can you, can you give me $200 and I'll take you out and I'll spend 50 bucks on you? I mean, that's, that's just you paying for your own lunch and giving me money in return. And, and that's my point. Leadership has to leadership has to lead by example. They can't keep they can't keep telling the electorate, "This is what I want you to do. This is what I want you to do," and not emulate that behavior. Our leadership is a bad parent. They, okay. Mark, appreciate that. I appreciate the call. I want to get to a few others here. This is uh, Peter. Peter, go ahead. Yeah, I think it's like Canada's is spinning its wheels and there's no grease in the bearings. Uh, you know, talking about uh, uh, budgets and, and, and the bottom line with Alberta and, and Canada is, is uh, this year, next year, and the year after because of COVID, we uh, we don't have the money to pay the bills and it's time to uh, uh, face that fact. We need Energy East brought back into uh, the picture. Oil needs to go from Alberta to Sarnia and uh, uh uh, that way, uh, Quebec won't run out of propane when uh, when uh, when they need it for their old folks' homes. And uh, when Line Three closes, uh, they won't have to freeze in the dark down the east. Uh, we've got it here, and if we're selling it, and you know, I don't care about Paul Martin ships not being able to, you know, they'll lose a little bit of business uh, selling Alberta oil to the east. You know, uh, uh, ships are banned on the uh, west coast, but not on the east coast. And the uh, Laurentian elites are, are 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 making money off of that, and it's high time that we start sure pushing across Canada for uh, for a pipeline going to Ontario. Well, we do have one, and that, that's there's line nine that goes to to Ontario and then brings uh, product in, into Quebec. But I, I think the market's got there's got to be a market case for it. I, I think unfortunately there's not there's there's not the refineries uh, out east that can that can process Alberta crude. That's why this case for, for Keystone was much stronger. I think the, the shipping costs uh, to, to get to the East Coast don't make sense either. Uh, I mean, look, Trans or TC Energy has that option, I guess, if Keystone's uh, dead, that they could revive Energy East. But 
I, I don't know if I don't know if it makes sense to be honest. But maybe I could be convinced otherwise. Look, I mean, if you want to have the conversation about Alberta alone, then forget about uh, Energy East, forget about Trans Mountain, forget about all of it. So that's that's all off the table, uh, on top of the uh, enormous political uncertainty. Uh, of going down that path, the possibility that Alberta itself is going to be broken apart. Uh, I just think, look, you know, Alberta has strengths, and we know that because we've seen it. The reason why Alberta has higher than average wages is because Alberta has thrived. Alberta has had incredible boom times as a part of Canada. So it is not uh, a a guarantee or it's it's not destined that things are going to forever not be good here because we know what good times look like. And we have seen Alberta thrive as a part of this confederation. I think there's a case to be made that when we've not been thriving, maybe it feels like others in this confederation don't have our back. we got some legitimate beefs here. But the idea that we walk away, I think in a lot of ways could be catastrophic. Uh, so count me up. But, uh, you know, certainly there are those who, who feel that way. And that, that's, I think, a byproduct of a lot of those frustrations. We'll take another quick time out here. We'll have more time for your phone calls here. we got the finance minister coming up at 11 o'clock. You're listening to the Chorus Radio Network. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge, starting at 1230 on News Talk 770 Calgary.